You are listening to Eastman's Flycast, an adventure fly fishing specific podcast covering travel, tactics, and next level insight. Now your host, Brian Barney. Well, what do you know? Not a whole lot. Dumped last night. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, shoot, we probably got four inches. Oh, damn. it was um, pitch black outside, but I don't think I saw any on the deck. It like started to snow last night a bit. Yeah, no, we got it. We got it good. And what was wild yesterday was, uh, or two days ago, it was like 55. Oh, man. Um, 55 <laughs> yeah. is pretty nice. The wind's probably blowing. And whenever it gets warm in Montana in the winter, the uh, wind howls. Dead ripping. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to blow your house down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely ripping. But I was hoping it was going to unthaw some stuff. Um, yeah, that one. The one system I like to fish was just starting to break free, but now with a couple cold days, I'm sure it's going to be another, well, spring. So, nope, it, uh, yeah, but it gets to get back in the 40s. Did some work the other day, so that was nice, and yeah, but now, now Jeannie's got the Rona. Ah, that's too bad. Is that what you had too? Yeah, yep, and I, dude, I, I it's so weird. You, when you lose your uh, smell and your ta- you know sense of smell and your and taste, oh my god, it's like it really puts in perspective how little you need to eat. Like sometimes I just say eat for fun, I think because stuff <laughs> tastes good. Like, like now, now when you can't taste anything, it's like uh, I don't need anything to eat. Like I can go days now with no food. God. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so brutal. But yeah, no, it sucks. I, I was hoping she made it through without without getting it, but no. I had to drive her in last night. She's like, yeah, I'm not feeling quite right. And big thing, it, you know, with the with the baby and stuff, you just have kind of know so the, you know, docs and everything can tell you what to do or whatever. So, man, that's too bad. They um get her on any preemptive uh, treatment or anything. Uh, we go in today, um, and so that we can, yeah, get get ahead of it instead of you know try and play catch up. So we'll figure, I guess we'll figure out figure it out today what what we need to do or what she needs to get on. So yeah, and that's um that's too bad, but she's so uh, healthy, she'll kick that thing in a few days. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. God, I uh. <laughs> I hope I hope she kicks. It doesn't have exactly what I had the, when I had it. Oh my god, dude! I was wrecked, like wrecked for the first like four days. I had chills and sweats, and oh, I was I was ruined. It took me. It literally took me probably. It was legitimate ten, twelve days to get over it. Like this weekend was the first days I was feeling like right. You know, God, I couldn't believe it. And, that's why I was so I was so pissed off. It's like, gosh, I usually it's like I get sick and like you said, it's just a couple of days. But no, it took it took me a minute to get rid of it. But I uh, I snuck out and did some fishing uh, uh, last Thursday, so that was probably good for the soul. That, that's probably what got me on the mend. <laughs> no doubt, yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, it is a nasty bug, you know. But, um, and it, it's weird how like different um, strains of stuff can affect you differently. And I, I think it's gone through. Well, I know it's gone through our house. Like, I'm not sure how many times. They say you can only get it once, at least. Like, I, 
I I heard that, but I don't know if you can catch mm-hmm. the different strains or what. You know, I know like you you build some immunity once you've had it. You know, but um, yeah, it's it's. I know it's been through our house, and I know like I don't get headaches or anything. I know the headache with that deal was just brutal there. And uh, usually sicknesses don't knock me down to where I got to be on the couch, but I was definitely on the couch for a couple of days for that deal. And, uh, talk to Dan. He got it the same time you did. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I that's... mean, we were going to head up to his place and fish the Missouri up there. And uh, it, uh, both of you guys came down with it at the same time, but it hit him pretty hard, too. Yeah, that's he. Uh, he sent me a text and that's what he said. But uh, yeah, yeah, just brutal. But yeah, no, they say you can only get it once. But I think uh, I think I've got uh, the old natural immunity for uh, for all the strands at this point. So <laughs> yeah, you should be good to go. You're good to travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, brutal. But um, uh, at least you made it through, and hopefully Jeannie can get through. It's weird. It uh, she caught it like so much later after you had it. I know. I know. That's what's so weird. It. it uh, it, that just makes me, re, you know, wonder like how long I could have caught it before I actually had symptoms and stuff. Because it's like we both thought that she was going to be fine, you know. It's like ten, you know, probably ten days or so. Because I mean, those first few days, I was like locked down in the basement. So I don't know, just kind of wild. But yeah. no, she, uh, yeah, she's got it. At least that's what they say at the at the hospital. So. Yeah, well, hopefully she heals up quick. You went fishing yeah. um, Thursday when you were half sick, huh? Yeah, yeah, I went and uh, dipped my toes in a spring creek for a little bit, and it was pretty fun. I did. I it was one of those deals where I wasn't really expecting much, so I was like, and it was pretty cold. Uh, and so I go out there, and it's all sight fishing. Like it literally is sight fishing for for these big. Fi- I mean, there's some big fish in there, and. Uh, there was, there's usually, there's usually some super mega fish, but there were some, there were some really good ones. And uh, so I tied on, you know, a small, uh, like parachute atoms. And then I dropped back an emerger, like a soft hackle emerger and, uh, caught a few decent fish. And then I finally found a really good one and I caught it and landed it and put it on the net and it was just shy of 25, but such a hard fighting fish. It was so sweet, but. Yeah, no, it was nice to get out and uh, and do a little fishing, but then I went down and uh, did a float with Trev, and we thought it was going to be, you know, dynamite, the same dates as always, and, you know, but it was a little bit colder leading up to it, and it was a grind. I mean, we caught, I don't know, a dozen or so fish, and they were good fish. They were really nice fish, but for some reason, it... Uh, I don't know. Conditions were pretty good. Like it just was one of those days that was tough and, hmm. uh, try, I mean, tried everything. I mean, we threw the kitchen sink at them, but, uh, no, caught some, caught some nice fish. I mean, it was one of those deals where it's like, we expected it to be good and it was, I mean, it wasn't, but just had to make the decision to stick with it and just play for the next one, you know? And, uh, he ended up catching some he caught a few really nice fish you know 21 22 and uh i didn't touch anything that good but uh it was just fun to figure him out did a little nymphin and uh stuck a couple but uh yeah it just it was weird the chase wasn't on and uh the one thing that i did that i ended up catching some fish instead of you know my downstream quartering downstream or a little more perpendicular to retrieve I was I was thinking they were moving so slow because the water temp down there down low was 
like 40, 39. It just depended on where you checked it. So it was, it was chilly. But, uh, I started casting quartering downstream and bringing it across like slow. I mean, it's like strip, 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 like, I mean, super slow. And then when it would tilt and start coming upstream, that's where I'd get fish to eat. So it was kind of goofy. It was like almost on the swing. Almost on the swing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it was like, so they could just probably track it just enough. But they were all, they're all back hook, you know, on that articulated bug. They're all hooked on that back back hook. It was like zero head eats on that streamer. It was just different. It was goofy. So I just mm. don't know. I think that water might have just been a touch chilly for, for those big bugs. But also it's low too. So it could really... You know, they could be, I mean, I, we fished the middle trench too a bunch, but I don't know, just different, but stuck with it. And it turned out to be a, a half decent day, but not like any of those, you know, 40 fish type days on that, that that river can throw out. So God dang it. We've just killed it on that system. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I think you just catch an off day too. Like I've noticed it this winter, like going down and fishing these good holes that I like that. You know, sometimes I can fish it for a week and fish it three afternoons and, um, you know, I may eke out three, four fish or something like that. And then I'll just hit a day where that thing goes off and fishing the same hole. I see seven, eight, nine and some giant fish and I've ran a bunch of different bugs through it. It's like all of a sudden they just eat. It's just right. The timing's there, you know, so um mm-hmm. could be something like that could be cold but man we fished that system so cold i know i fished oh, that yeah. system with you it's just freezing but it it has been a cold year leading up to that so maybe those water temps are just a touch colder i don't remember what the temp was when we fished it last year if it was um 42 42 that's what i thought 42 seems yeah. to be the line for eating those things Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. nope i think you're i think you're right and Gosh, you just never know when that sun comes out, though, and it could just warm it up a little bit. Or I've noticed sometimes when that sun comes out on that system, those fish will move onto that sunny side bank when it is when it is a little bit colder and into that shallower, a little bit shallower water. And gosh, I had some days doing that, you know, and I mean, air temp way cooler, but still those fish just I feel like would soak up some sun, but I couldn't even find them on on that sort of stuff i i always call it the hot rocks you know it's like that skinny edge where that sun just bakes on it i like but, that the hot rocks <laughs> yeah yeah and uh gosh i couldn't we couldn't even get them off of that but no i think i don't know the weather's supposed to to warm up and stay pretty consistent um i mean i gosh i wish we could get some more snow but if it's gonna stay warm i mean i guess go fish it but yeah it's supposed to stay next 10 days are supposed to be pretty darn nice so i have to just make another run at it i guess it's too it's too good a fishing or you know it's it's one of those deals historically it's been too good to give up on it you know absolutely yeah no it's been too good to give up on it i um uh you mentioned uh fishing that soft tackle um gosh i used to do good on soft tackle back in the day and i've kind of got away from using those bugs um, I need to get back into swinging those soft tackle. Um, what's like your favorite color on that thing and size you like? So on that, that little spring Creek, it was a size 18 and it was kind of, I want to say it's like a, it's like a betis imitation almost. 
Um, I can't even name na- tell you what the name of the bug is, but like, like it's, light it's, green or something. Yep, yep. The yep. body was super light green. The body was super light green, and that hackle was kind of like a like a real soft tan. Oh, um, really? Yep, yep. And it okay. had like a collar on it. It's like a soft hackle collar, no oh. bead, and uh, I mean, it is. It was sweet, like super sweet. I have a few of them, and I think I bought them. God, I bought them. I didn't tie them, but I, I had them from a long time ago, and I hadn't fished them for a while, but I had noticed that these fish, they weren't eating. They were eating the mergers, you know, and so with that soft hackle, it kind of sits in the film, you know, without that bead head, and yeah, they, they totally left that, that tiny little parachute Adams alone. But gosh, they smacked that soft hackle that was just, you know, sitting right in the film. It's not really sitting surface. It's just right underneath the surface. And yeah, they just were sipping that thing. And no, it it was a great bug. What what do you like? What kind of soft hackles do you like? Um, back in the day, I used to do really good off like this pink one. And usually I'd run like a size 16 scud hook. Mm-hmm. And um, I tie like a uh, uh, different pink, like there's some different pink colors, but I tie it pink and then I tie um, like a, a white and black uh, collar around it or hackle around okay. it. And then yeah. it kind of moves in the water. And really, you'd catch them on that thing. And I'd fish them, uh, instead of fishing them with dries, I'd fish them with nymphs and just fish them as a trailer bug. And um, it was just something that just used to light them up. I used to always catch fish off that thing. And you'll catch it, like, at the end of your drift, too, where it starts floating yep. up to the surface and things. And, you know, thinking about that, like, fishing even the Madison the last few days with a midge coming off and things, or the last couple of weeks, um, I have been seeing fish come to the surface. And I know they're not eating surface bugs because I know – you know, where they eat the midge, they eat them like uh, in that, that dead soft water on the edges. Like this has been, you know, in the heat of the run, like right in the in, in like the, the the faster water. But I've been seeing fish come up, and I bet you they're eating, you know, uh, bugs in that film like you're talking about. So I don't know. I think I need to get back to it. I've got a, a handful of different um, – uh, soft hackle in my in my box um i think i just need to start fishing them more so i do have some green ones like a light green color like the one you're talking about um gosh you know i may have some black in there or something but my go-to was always that pink yeah huh no and it's so it's so funny because you know talking about it I, I used to fish them like in the summertime and a good caddis hatch and stuff like that I used to almost, well, I would basically swing them um, through, like, the front edge of, like, where you can see a pot of fish working on those caddis. And, uh, gosh, they're so effective. And then when I went up north last, or three years ago, two years ago, that's the only thing those fish would eat was those soft hackles. But it's like, I don't know, I just got away from it. Now talking about it, it's like, god dang, they are so effective. And, like, when in the summer, when those caddis come off, I mean... I mean, you know how they skate? Those caddis will skate around the top of the surface, and those fish will just come up and crush them. I would tie on, like, a size 14 caddis on the front, and I would put on one of those soft hackles on the back. And, I mean, I would trail it by, like, two feet, and I would stand above those fish that were coming up and eating those caddis dries or emergers. It was usually at the beginning of the hatch is when I would get them the best on that emerger. 
or, you know, merger or soft hackle. And, uh, I would throw it down in front of them and kind of mend it upstream and then give it that just like tickle of the, your rod tip, you know, and swing it kind of across them. Like it was a skating cata. So it kind of probably, uh, you know, the soft hackle in the back was like acting as an emerger. And then that caddis in front was kind of as it, you know, pops coming off and then skating. And I would probably get more. Well, I would get more on those uh, soft hackles than I did on the dry. But just thinking about that, you know, midges, like you were saying, coming off on these tailwaters and whatnot, it would be I need to go back to getting some more of those soft hackles and start using them like that. Yeah, I'm going to tie some more up. Um, So, like, when you're fishing them on the surface there, you can probably see your caddis on the surface. It's floating, and you probably mm-hmm. can't see that bug real well. You just know it's within a couple feet uh, yep. of your lead fly. And so when you see a fish break surface and you set on it, is that how you fish it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and how I was doing it on that spring creek was I was using almost using that front dry as an indicator. So you know, they'd eat that soft hackle in the back and it would dunk that front fly. So basically dry, almost like a dry dropper rig. Um, I mean, sometimes if it was close, you could kind of see it. So you had a good idea, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that's basically how I was doing it. Hmm. Yeah. I always fish yeah. it with the nymph setup, like almost weighted, like with a, a split shot BB to have it follow mm-hmm. like a pheasant tail or prince or a rubber leg or something like that. And then yeah. just fish it like a nymph, and um, they still seem to eat it even down off the bottom. You know, they really like it at the end of your drift, but um, okay. yeah, and they seem to eat it. And you know, I haven't tied on a soft tackle. It's been too long. I know that. I just gotta rummage through my box and find a couple and start fishing them, and then get on the vice again because those things are so effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and when your nymphs and stuff are washing around down there, that collar, you know, just kind of probably pulses and everything just giving it that live action it's like yeah that's a good point i should i need it i need to get i need to get a few more out too because i don't know that that's just i you go away from certain things after a while you kind of get in a groove and a rhythm and you just leave things behind but god who knows you pull that out and you might catch a handful more two footers like you've been doing Oh man, dude, it's been so good. That that one you caught, that one that was just shy of twenty five, uh was that a big rainbow? Big rainbow, yeah. Uh-huh. Stacked. Yeah, super stacked. Dude. And that fish fought so hard. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. It's like uh uh I can't help like I love all fly fishing and I but I just there's something that gets me so excited on those next level fish. It's just um it, I think it's you know, I I love catching them, so I'm really excited when I hook into them, and they're they're rare when they get that big. You know, at, at least for us, they start getting into that next level, that 22 to 25 or whatever. God, they're big fish, but then they fight so hard, and so you've got to use like all your fighting knowledge and fighting skill to be able to land them. And I mean, um, God, you got to get in the water with them, and you're just like looking at this huge fish in the water that you're trying to ease over to your net, you know, but um, man, I've been into some some five to ten minute battles on those things. Those those fish are gonna bust guys' rods this summer. There's like no way they're gonna be able to hang on to those things. Uh, they're just unreal fighters, and that that's what gets me charged up. You know, I think everybody has different motivation for going out, and I don't have to catch one of those to have a good day or to enjoy myself or anything. But I love the challenge of trying to find those next level fish because man, are they fun to 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 hook and to fight and then to land and i love like uh 
just bathing with them a little bit. You know, we release all of them, mm-hmm. but just seeing them in the net and they're so like their their bodies are so uh, thick, like their backs are so thick, and then they're so tall. You know that they're they're just like Jurassic fish. You know, they're just four yeah. to seven pound fish that are just absolutely unreal. And just looking at them in the net and getting to hold them before you release them, just for those few seconds bathing with them, it's like man, that is one hell of a trout. Like we are so fortunate to be able to fish trout like that. Like that's. That's steelheading to me. When you can catch them in their 24 inches, they fight so hard. And then, you know, steelheading, they're a fish of a thousand casts. And so, you know, we get them pretty good. And some days you get them better than others. But even a good day is to hook one fish. And, like, um, you know, when you really get into good trout fishing, like, um, man, the other day, I think I landed, like, um, four over 21 and three over 22. Like, it was just insane, you know? It was it was as good as it gets, man. Um, God dang it, those things are fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and they're just, they're just built different. You know, you get, you get into those 24, 25, 26. Those fish are just absolutely built different. Like, it had been a little bit since I've touched a fish over 24, and he's just like – like a brick you know and it's like and the way that he moved in the water it's like he just had different gears you know and it was just ripping around and granted i was on a small creek but oh my gosh i was spinning circles trying to land him and then it's like right when you think you got him tuckered out you better get down on like that's the one thing i didn't do initially and he went on another run like get down on a knee you know so they don't really see you see you totally to net him because god i was standing there and i arm stretched back trying to net him and just zzz, just off again but no that per, you're you're right we are pretty fortunate because fishing for those kind of fish is just you don't get them all the time but gosh when you do you don't forget them yeah you almost can't surprise them with the net you've got to fight them until they're tuckered out until they give up and come to the surface and you can get their head to the surface but before that you can have them right next to you pulling as hard as you can on your rod and there's no netting them down there like you have to wear those fish out like uh there's no netting them earlier surprising them or anything and um yeah just so hot i mean even with cold water i mean um one of those fish i hooked he must have been out of the water five six seven times just crazy uh acrobatics you know and then um just like you said some hard runs and uh like uh um you know been fighting them uh, a lot more rod tip down too even though you get that water drag that fish has got to pull that line around with them you know but it's so fun when you see that fish come out of the water and like your line's almost trailing behind them you know um just been unreal yeah that um the uh, uh fishing these these good systems off season uh it's just so money and and um you know the madison has been tough there's been um ice flowing down nearly daily cuz it gets so cold up river that you got slush ice and you just can't fish and then you know the slush ice if you get a warm 40 degree day it'll burn off you know depending on how cold it got the night before but burn off in the afternoon uh open up the river a little bit to fishing and then close up again and then it's just been tough too um you know we had that it, it seems like um, 
we, we've had so much cold around that those ice shelves go so far out into the water, and they're actually covering up like a, a lot of the wintertime holding water because that's like oh, a lot really? of the slower water where those fish want to be. They don't want to be like in the the heat of that run. They want to be you know towards the end, towards the tail out or towards the edges on those seams and in that soft water, and it's all been covered by ice shelf. So uh, it's definitely been been challenging fishing, just trying to dial them in. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, man, oh, man, there is a, a size and an age class of fish that are sitting in that river right now that just blow my mind. And, I, you know, I've caught those fish before, but to catch them consistently like that, like a bunch of big 24s consistently, like, uh, um, ha- has been crazy insane so i can't wait to see what the rest of spring brings and i like i think we gotta fish this thing really hard i think another thing another factor too that's playing into it is we had that gorge ice uh that stacks up from the lake and starts freezing and um you know it it um i was never sure how it displaces fish or you know and i i think that lower river i think that gorge ice really messes with the brown spawn as i haven't been catching as many browns down lower on the system but um i i walked down into the gorge ice the other day which is really dangerous i mean it's you know it's like uh four to six feet eight feet of of ice shell of like built up uh uh uh, ice and snow and and frozen crap on the sides and then you know it goes right out to the deep part of the river and there's cracks and um uh, big crevasses in it and stuff that you're wading around. It's, like, it's a little sketchy to go down into it, you know? But I've messed mm-hmm. around in it enough, and I, I really wanted to get down to one of the best holes in the Madison. And um, there's a couple of them down there, and I thought, God, I'm just going to kill them today. And I got down there, and um, the ice, the the gorge ice went so far into the river, and I did find some good seams and some good places to fish. But man, it was a ghost town down in there. And so, like, one of my theories is, is I think this gorge ice is pushing all those fish all the way from the lake uh, up into the upper stretches of the river, you know. And so, hmm. like, I think maybe there's more of them, um, uh, more condensed, like up above that that gorge ice or whatever. But yeah, you got to be careful right now. There's not many put in and pullouts and icy river and really nobody fishing it's been cold but um man it's just been dynamite like um if we don't go steelhead in this weekend we should definitely um hit it up and target those fish and if not this weekend like definitely this spring because there is an age class of fish in there like um that that just uh is unreal like you remember we fished it last year and it was insanely yep. good fishing um in the springtime when you came over and we fished it and we caught yep. I mean, I don't know how many fish we caught, 100 fish or something like that, but <laughs> it was like uh, the biggest fish we saw, like by by my memory, like we never got any great big ones. Like we, nope. you caught a decent brown that was about 19, and mm-hmm. then I think like the biggest rainbows, even though we caught a ton of them, there was a good age class, but they were like what, around 19 to 21, I'd say was our yep. biggest? Yep, yep, I would agree. Yep. Yeah. And this year, like – um. The amount of fish that I've caught that are in between 21 to 25 has been unreal, you know. So I think there's like a like this age class of fish that are really growing up. And I, I heard that last summer, too, with the Browns, and um, I even tied into a couple of them. Um, you know, Charlie caught a, Charlie's wife caught a big 24 last mm-hmm. year. And like, um, yep. uh, my uncle caught like a great big 23, 24, like a great big one. 
Um, but I heard of guys and saw a lot of photos of big browns in that age class too. So I think the river is like really healthy right now, and there's like this different age class of fish. And dude, they're gonna bust so many guys' rods this summer because <laughs> they fight so hard. Like it's just um, you know, it is tying into a steelhead or a dang near feels feels like it. But just in for the fight of my life trying to land those things. So we really got to focus on um this cool. thing. And you know, there's a bunch of good systems around with those type of fish. But um, yeah, right now it's um it's uh, fish and healthy. Cool. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, that's interesting about your, uh, your theory on the gorge ice. I, I really, I believe in that sort of thing. Like, there's stretches of some rivers around here that, you know, the lower half freezes completely, but for some reason, always this time of year, you get into a more condensed population of good fish, and you're probably, you know, it, I mean, I like the theory. I think you're dead on. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, those fish aren't going to want to be down in that water when when it's all froze up and all that that gorge that ice from the bottom builds up, you know. And it's like, yeah, hmm, that's interesting. I I like that. But no, I I'm with you. After seeing those fish, it's like, yeah, we should go spend some days on that thing. Good lord, those fish you've been catching are absolutely next level. Oh my god. Well, and you know. You know, if you're catching those, there's got to be bigger around too. And um, the the tough thing is, is um, you know, like I think the last time we did the podcast, we were talking about uh, uh, swinging for those big fish and swinging those streamers. Man, I could not like I caught uh, I I hooked five the one day on it and uh, three another day on it, and then it's actually like I think it's warmer conditions than it was. I I haven't touched a fish on a streamer in so long. Like I don't know. I did um. I ran into a kid at the parking lot the other day, and he said he caught one off like a sparkle minnow or something. But, um, man, I've been showing up, and I've been really disciplined of fishing these runs and swinging them before I get in there with my nymph set up and uh, swinging through them and uh, different colors and things. I-, I haven't touched one. And you'd think those big fish would be grabby after that thing. And even, like... You know, I'll swing through it a couple times and then go to Nymphin, and then, like, I took my dad down there the other day. He actually caught two really nice browns. He caught one about 19 and one about 21, so I hadn't been catching Damn. many browns, so that was good a good sign to see those. And we yeah. didn't catch any of those Meglas. Like, it's like some days you just don't tie into them. I, don't, I caught mm-hmm. maybe um, one or two that were around that 20 to 21 that fought really hard that were great fish that I was super happy with, but nothing in that, that next level, which is like, I know they're laying out there, but yeah. it's, it's <laughs> wild. I can run those streamers through there and not touch a single one of those things. Like, they just... I don't, they turned off it for some reason. So uh, I'm going to keep with it, keep bringing my swing rod down and um, even my single hander and pumping it through there and they'll turn on it eventually. But yeah, it's totally turned off on the swing. Huh, that's wild. But yeah, like you said, once it turns on, it'll be, it'll feel like every single one of them are grabbing it. But gosh, you can't complain when, when you're getting them with, uh, with nymphs that good, that, that makes it fun. Are they, are they still, are they all sitting at the back end in the tail out? Um, you know, the Madison doesn't have a lot of that, that tail out water, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and actually like I, I haven't, I, I've kind of been getting them like in the big holes for sure. 
Um, but but not really in that tailout water. There just isn't much of it in the Madison. It seems like they're more like on the the inside seams and things in kind of that soft water. Okay. It seems like more so than the tailouts. Now, you know, I haven't been able to explore a bunch. I haven't, and I, I've just been wade fishing. I haven't floated it yeah. yet. I really want to float it. Like when you come up, we'll go float it some sections of it and see if we can find them. Um, and to tell you the truth, it's like hit or miss. I need you you to get down here and team up and really go hard, especially if we get a whole day with the ice off or something like that. Because I know there's a lot of fish around, but uh, I've been striking out like a lot of a lot of the good holes that are usually good to me. I walk down there and then they're all covered by ice shelf. I can't even get to where the oh. fish like to lay or. Um, so it's definitely been challenging um, trying to trying to get them in it, you know, and you just have this wind, this time window of like an hour or two in the afternoon. So, you know, you come up with a theory, oh, walk down and hit this hole and this hole and then walk mm-hmm. down there. And both of those holes are covered by ice shelves or uh, the fish aren't in there. So it's kind of been hit or miss. Uh, but but I do have some spots that have been producing and um, uh, and it just uh, continue to want to theorize and explore and like, God, where are all these fish? Where are all yeah. these big ones sitting? You know, I know I can get them out of these couple holes. You know, this is where I've caught some big ones. And uh, again, it can be hit or miss down there. But um, I know there's a bunch of big fish in this system. Like if me and you could just have six to eight hours to explore and a boat to go down, like, oh, my God, dude, uh, <laughs> we might bust our own rods down there. Like it, it, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good fishing. You know, all these systems in the off season are good fishing. And same thing, you know, with like a lot of these rivers I fish, like I got um, I've got a river that I'm going to fish really hard this year. So uh, you fished the system with me in the springtime, and we killed them when we went down. I called that one place Evil Island because there was so many yeah, big fish yeah. sitting in there. But there's, yep, like, yep. crowds in there, and I love that that brown trout fishery or whatever, but there's a new section of that river that I want to fish, and I've gone way low on that thing and fished it all the way down low and caught, you know, decent brown sitting in there. But I think where the big ones are sitting are, like, um, above the lake. Oh, really? So, yeah. I, there's a section of river up there where I think there's some big ones sitting in there, and it gets hardly zero pressure. And I just started remembering back in the day fishing that and catching some really nice fish through that section. And, like, God, how come I never go back there or never try it again? So this spring I'm going to explore that a little bit. The access is a little bit tougher, but nobody fishing it. And, um, you know, of course, you got to stay within high water. There's um, no float in it. It's a smaller system. But um, I want to yep. go up and fish above that reservoir. I think I think there's some giants up and through there. Um, and I want to learn that section a little bit better this spring. But, but that section, I mean, um, I fished uh, – the big hole bunch with my dad um god it you know it's iced over i know right now and in the spring but it'll clear off and you know and and you fished that system a bunch as well and we fished it together and um you know it's just there's a bunch of great ones the beaverhead the big hole uh the jefferson is great like the jefferson is like a a less pressure on that system there's some big fish me and dad got it one really good day last year on it uh just want to really explore around the spring as ice starts to come off uh just a, a bunch of great systems around I know you got a bunch around you as well. Yeah, no, it's and it is fun to explore and and theorize and and try and transpose, you know, different different uh, tactics to different rivers and you know it's it's fun to it's fun to do that and 
no, there's there's just so many places to go fish, you know. It's like, God dang. And then it's like if you start getting I, – I feel like I've always – I've always every spring, you know, like last year we got the Yellowstone, you know. You know what I mean? So it's like we stuck to that and it's like I feel like you pick a couple rivers every spring or winter and you just – if you stick to them, you know, then you start to figure them out and you get them and you get them. So it's like, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we need to – switch it up just a little bit and, and go explore some new water too. It's like, but yeah, we just have, we're, we're pretty fortunate in Montana. I mean, gosh, the, the amount of rivers, I mean, you just listed off about eight, nine of them, you know, it's like that have great fish and it's like, God, or we're just spoiled when it comes to that. But yeah, no, the Jeff, I used to love fishing that, you know, I feel like it has a little bit lower fish pop, but gosh, what a fun river, you know, and and there's a lot of, there's some channels you don't want to turn down because you don't return back to the river and stuff. I mean, it's a, it's an adventure, but yeah, I haven't been over there in, in forever. And I used to love fishing that. Huh. We better look, um, you got the weekend to fish this weekend, don't you? You were saying, yep. 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 Um, might have to make a steelhead run, dude. It's, uh, looking at over there, it looks like that weather is going to be, it looks like it's up in the forties. And then, mm-hmm. like, it looks like uh, tonight the low is 31. Tomorrow the low is 35. That's during night. The high is 41, 40. Oh, it's holding 40 degrees pretty steady over there. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll make a call over to my contacts and um, see see okay. how that thing is fishing. We might have to make a run over there this weekend. But, yeah, there's some other trips. Like, um, you know what else looks like an absolute riot is fishing those flats for uh, redfish. Like, um, I have always wanted to do that and, uh, never really looked into it too much. Like there's, um, uh, uh, talking to my buddy, uh, Steve that lives down there in Texas. Like, um, he wants to get a boat and get set up and he does a bunch of fishing and has connections down there, but they come in the, the flats of the ocean down there, um, he says Louisiana has some giant ones, but even like Texas, they have some great fishing, and they're fishing those flats for tailing reds and things. Like, um, you know, there there's so many of these big adventures I want to do, like uh, uh, down in the jungle or down in um, uh, New Zealand. Like when they open up, like we've got to go do that. But like, there's so much mm-hmm. stuff like right around us, like steelheading on the Olympic Peninsula or um, you know, fishing for reds down in Texas, like. How nice would it be when it's all cold right now to like load up all our gear and um, me and you head down there in the springtime and even you know you got to have a boat so you know we either meet a connection down there but even like splitting a guide boat for a few days between us isn't that big a deal like um yeah when you yeah. look over the grand scheme of things you know like maybe it's 500 bucks a guide day split between two guys 250 a piece you know well shouldn't i'd go down there and spend a thousand dollars to go fishing for a week down there for redfish and have the boat and have the guy that's all dialed on it or whatever. It'd be super fun. Like I think it'd be one of those do it yourself adventures that me and you can put together and do for about like, you know, maybe, you know, since we've got to hire a guide and have a boat, I really like like the wade fishing stuff and stuff that you can figure out on your own. And there is some wade fishing down there, but I think, you know, we're not going to get the true experience unless we just go out on a boat and go get them. But I mean, I really think like 1500 bucks to 2000 bucks to go yep. down and be in the sunshine in Texas down on the coast fishing for redfish down there, um, I think would be money for you and I. Yeah, it doesn't sound too bad at all. Yeah, the uh, and the, the guy that owns the fly shop here in town. Uh, he went down to Louisiana a couple weeks ago, and good lord, the fish, those reds that he caught, 
Oh my gosh, absolute hammers. But uh yeah, that's that would be yeah, I'm I'm in. That would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. God, we just gotta we just gotta plan it and bank on it. It's like um mm-hmm. God, life just moves by really fast. The age, the, the years just click off and click off and click off and you got all these big things or, you know, me and you do like, and, and I think everybody out there, these big things that you want to go do, but you almost just got to pull the trigger, just plan it and go, hey, okay, we're going this year. Uh, here's the deal. I'm going to put together lo- the logistics and it's a United States adventure. And so me and you can do it on the cheat. We can take a truck yeah. down, split gas. Um, Sure, grab a hotel room here or there when we're down there. You know, I don't know if, if it's nice weather. Like me and you can camp about anywhere, right? And so yeah. like, probably just <laughs> camp out and do it on the cheap and live like a fish hippie down there and um, <laughs> go catch some of those things. Dude, it'd be the experience of a lifetime. Yeah. No, I would pull the trigger on that in a heartbeat. Let's. I'd go next week. Good Lord, it's cold here. <laughs> yeah. The sun, the sun sounds pretty good. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, I wouldn't mind looking at it this spring. It would be a nice getaway, wouldn't it? It'd be like, oh, a, yeah. especially when we're just over winter, like around March or so, and just mm-hmm. go, heck, let's just shoot down there and do five, six days down there and put something together. I'll, I'll start looking into it and um, see if we can put something together. That would be fun. Yeah, no, it definitely would. And and like you said, it's, I mean, you know, quote unquote, out the back door. It's it's. In the United States, I mean, how easy is that? You know, it's like, yeah, just jet down. And the other thing is, too, it's like another adventure we got to do is go to the white, you know, go to the white. And, and that would be just as easy, you know. So, yeah, God, need- isn't that the truth? That white man, those guys get some fish out of that thing. It's just crazy. Some of the fish they see. Yep. Yep. And, and in a different way than how we get to see him, you know, at night, mouse pattern, stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, we just need to, you know, draw up the logistics of the deal and just pull the trigger and start doing these things, especially the, these easy ones that are, you know, inside the old continental U.S. I mean, that's about as easy as it gets for us. So, Gosh, it is. And we're so seasoned, uh, you know, with the United States traveling just from all our bow hunting we do and traveling mm-hmm. to these other states that, you know, we've, we've been able to experience some pretty wild stuff in these other places. So we're really dialed on the on the travel of being able to get there mm-hmm. and um, uh, really dialed on the camp. Like it's our it's our rule with um, with uh, when we're when we're going hunting, I, we never sleep in hotels ever. Like it's <laughs> no. always it doesn't matter how cold it is. It can be zero degrees. It can be, you know, whatever it is, we've got all the stuff to be able to survive and camp out. But even the drive down, like, man, I've slept in some some wild places. Usually <laughs> I can find some public land that we can throw out a cowboy bedroll and sleep out. But, yeah, I mean, um, I've slept in parking lots, truck stops, uh uh, you know, just about anywhere you yep. can sleep, but it's kind of our rule. We don't spend any money on hotels ever, you know, and, and uh, yep. uh, which makes traveling pretty cheap for guys like us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of parking lots. Get away from the lights. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's totally <laughs> it. Get away from the lights. It's even nicer when you can find like a little bit of public um, mm-hmm. away from the highway where you don't have a bunch of noise. Man, I sleep good out in that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. No. Sounds good. Yeah, well, right on, man. Yeah, let's try to put together a trip this weekend, whether we're fishing here or um, make a run over and try to go catch some steelhead. So, yeah, let's go have some fun. But um, uh, good on you getting over your sickness. Hopefully you can get Jeannie all healed up so we can um, – so she feels better. And, um, man, um, keep after it here. Uh, uh, the winter's going to go by pretty quick, isn't it? 
It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, gosh, a couple months and we're, we're dang near out of it. You know, it's like, yeah, the, the off season actually, I and mean, we still got some, we still have some really, really good fishing in front of us, but yeah, winter's going to be gone before we know it. So yeah, might as absolutely. well soak it up for a little longer. Yep. Well, thanks a bunch, buddy. Uh, I'm sure we'll catch up soon and do a little fishing and um, see if we can't hook into one of those 25s. Cool. Right on. All right.